right, welcome to Coffee with Marcus and Mark, the number one stock market show on Spotify and one of the most popular market updates on YouTube. In this show, we're going to talk to you about what's happening in the markets and how we are trading it. And today is Friday, June 9th, and the S&P 500 notches its highest close for 2023 for this year. Tesla and General Motors strike a deal. Doku shared shares jump up. And then yesterday, we had initial jobless claims hitting the highest level since November 2021. So how will the markets react to this? And uh, more importantly, how are our positions doing? By the way, if this is your first time here, I'm Marcus Heidkotter. Usually, I'm joined by uh, my head coach, Mark Hodge. But today, Mark is still in Las Vegas. As you can see, I'm back in the office. I am back in Austin. And uh, so I thought I'd join you solo here today. Now, as you know, both Mark and I, we are real traders who trade live accounts. So therefore, we got a lot of trading experience and we're showing you how we trade these crazy markets. So trust me, we know our stuff and we're not afraid to tell you like it is. So if you're here looking for some honest insights into the fascinating world of trading, you're definitely in the right place. And with that, let's take a look at the market and what's happening. It has been a super quiet week. If you look at this at... There's the S&P 500, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. We have been trading in a super narrow range. Today, it finally happened. The S&P 500 breaks above the 4,300 level, the dreaded one. But can it stay there? We talked about previously the 4,200 level was important. Now the 4,300. So we are right now trading at 4,313. But the question is, can we stay there? Looking at a five-minute chart, we see that we open up strong out of the gates but right now pulling back a little bit and uh, this is where the question is over the weekend do traders want to be long or will we see a pullback if you're asking me i believe that we will see a little bit of a pullback i don't think that anybody wants to be super bullish going into the weekend because next week is the big week looking at the economic calendar there is nothing today but next week we do have First of all, on Tuesday, the CPI inflation data. On Wednesday, the PPI inflation data. And then probably most important next week, the Fed meeting. The Fed meeting starts on Tuesday, goes until the Wednesday, and then concludes with, first of all, at 2 o'clock Eastern time, the decision, what they will they do? And as you can see right now, it is expected that they keep interest rates the same, but then we also have the press conference where Jerome Powell grabs the mic and answers questions. And this is where we typically see some volatility. So um, to this statement, we usually have three reactions. First is the initial reactions of what will they do. Then we have a reaction uh, to the statements that Powell gives and the commentary. And then finally, we usually have a reaction on the next day. And as you can see, we do have quite a few red flag report next week. But that is next week and going back to this week, I mean, this week had been super, super, super quiet. Uh, and I mean, we talked about it. The VIX, the fear index in the market is now trading well below 14. As of this morning, we are at 13.67. These are lows that we haven't seen uh, since the pandemic started. So basically for the last two years, three years now, oh my gosh, time flies, doesn't it? For the last three years, we haven't seen that low of the levels in the VIX indicating that the fear has left the market. Before we take a look at my positions, uh, there are a few news, a few companies that are moving the markets this morning. First of all is DocuSign. Oh my gosh, look at this pulling back. So DocuSign reported earnings uh, this morning, beat earnings, beat revenue expectations. 
and therefore earlier this morning was up significantly. Now look at this, what a reversal, slightly down, down 2% here. Wow, I did not expect that reversal and uh, I bet that some other traders who thought that this is an up, up and away situation didn't expect that either. Talking about up, up and away, Tesla and GM are striking a deal. Let me just show it to you. So they, um, Tesla actually talked to Ford and GM and allowed them to uh, use the Tesla charging network. Uh, so this is where last week we already saw the news uh, coming out and Ford reacted positively to this. Now GM this morning, and as you can see, GM also was up at some point, uh, almost three, three and a half percent, now pulling back, still up two and a half percent. And then we have Tesla. Who can stop Tesla at this point? Look at this run that we had here over the last few weeks. If we bring up the ruler here, we see that since uh, end of April, so over the last month, uh, we can say probably six weeks, Tesla is up 63% and had 10 winning days in a row. So Tesla back in the game, because as you know, I mean, Tesla had a rocky ride. Uh, in 2022, Tesla made all-time highs at 416 and has been pulling back to as low as 97, below 100 here. So uh, that is the, the range uh, that we saw here. I think the closing price actually was 101.81. But boy, what a move that we have here. But now on the upswing again. So is it time to buy Tesla? Not for me. I don't like to buy stocks at a high. As you know, what I like to do is I like to trade the wheel selling puts at stocks that are moving sideways. And uh, talking about stocks that are moving sideways here, let's take a look at the positions that I have here right now in my portfolio. One of them being Cotera Energy. CTRA, uh, I entered the trade when I saw it going sideways here. And this was between July 2022 and November 2022. Got assigned at 26. And ever since then, uh, CTRA has been trading sideways. Uh, between, I want to say, 23 and 26. I've been able to sell calls quite a few times, so uh, this worked out really, really well. I was able to collect some dividends in Cotera Energy, and this is how I was able to bring down my break even from 26 to 22, 24. Right now, I'm not able to sell dividends, but uh, sell calls uh, against the existing position, but I should get a dividend payment today into my account. So this will help this position. The other position that I have in the market is uh, PNC and PNC Financial Services. I mean, we entered it before the banking crisis hit, then uh, the banking crisis moved it down. Uh, as you can see, my cost basis here, 141.50. Right now it is trading at just shy of 130. So Mark's cost basis is a little bit lower at 136. I guess we'll hear from him on Monday. If today he sold some calls on it, we have been trading in this range between 118 and uh, I want to say 130. And right now, this morning, we stopped right at 130. We went up to 130.54, dipping back a little bit, but still up half a percent for the day. So other than this, uh, we have been looking for new trades all week. Now, one of the things that happened this week is, as you know, we were with our mastermind members in Las Vegas, and therefore, I started a little bit late. So we first did the show, and after the show, I started looking at some markets. So therefore, I uh, kind of slept through two trades that I want to show you that popped up earlier this week here uh, that some of our mastermind members took. And this is uh, the first one. 
uh, was SU. Uh, this is right here on Monday when SU was trading at 26.67. It was possible to sell the 28, a level that I like. I've been trading SU several times. So that was a possibility. Same with CTRA. If you're not in CTRA, Monday was a good, uh, was Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, right? No, this was Tuesday, June 6th. Yes, it was Tuesday morning when there was a good opportunity. Now, obviously, since I am already in Cotera Energy, this is where I don't want to sell puts again because I'm not yet in rescue mission territory, meaning that I'm actually uh, selling some more puts to bring my cost basis down. Uh, didn't do that. And then the other one that worked out really, really, really well was UPS because uh, UPS also on Tuesday, uh, the 165 put was available. And this is a put that I've been trading in the past. I would have traded it again, but being on the wrong side of the US, being on the West Coast means that markets open at 6.30 in the morning. Means that I would have to wake up, what, at 5.30 or something like this? I will even shivering when I say this. Uh, this is not really my time. That is not what I'm looking for. Now, looking at the scanner today, we, we have a few symbols popping up, but here's the deal. In general, we have the rule. We want to uh, sell puts on a down day and we want to buy calls, uh, sell calls on an up day. Please, do I need some more coffee this morning? Still jet lagged here a little bit. Even though it is just a two hour difference, it can get you. <laughs> okay, so looking at the S&P 500 in a five minute chart, we see that we are still up right now attacking the highs of the day. So therefore it is a little bit challenging to sell puts. Uh, we have one popping up CLF, Cleveland Cliffs, uh, basic materials and steel. But you see this is where I'm looking for a really nice range. And then I want to be able to sell puts at the lower range. X, for example, would kind of meet the criteria. Take a look at this, right? So I like to draw boxes on my chart where I see, okay, where do we have potential support? Now, as you can see, X has spiked out there. This was in uh, March 2022. This was during the invasion of Ukraine when the war between Russia and Ukraine started here. And this is where initially it spiked, but then came right back into the range, dipped a little bit outside. So that's where we are right now. And uh, so this might be a good opportunity as you can see, I have a note on my chart where based on the fundamentals, I prefer NUE over X. Uh, so, however, NUE doesn't have the nice chart and doesn't pop up this morning at a strike price that I am uh, comfortable selling puts at. Because here's the deal. The strike price that you choose can be the strike that you are assigned. So this means that you have to buy the stock at this level. Now take a look at NUE. Do I want to buy it at 141? No, because support actually is closer to 100 here. So therefore, I don't like to do this. X, on the other hand, does show a little bit stronger support. As you see, it was dipping as low as 18. But right now, if you say, you know what, for me, this looks in a range, I'm comfortable owning it at 21, then there's a possibility to sell the 21 puts expiring next week and getting $16 per share. Now, since this is a lower price stock at 21, uh, the RI is 34% uh, annualized. So that is not necessarily a bad trade. Now, I'm staying away from meme stocks. So even though GME recently has been uh, trading much, much nicer, and we know that GME right now, GameStop is moving down because uh, the current CEO got ousted and replaced. So this is where uh, activist investor Cohen stepped in. And uh, if you are happy to be a GameStop owner at 1950, then this might be a good opportunity for you. 
where you say, okay, uh, I'm selling the 1950 put. If it stays above this, I just keep the premium of $15 per option, uh, which is not quite 1%, but you see it gives us 35% annualized. For me, GameStop is still a wild card. As you know, they try to go into NFTs. NFTs were the hype during the pandemic uh, ever since then. Nobody's really talking about them, and this is why I, I want to stay uh, away from there. JKS, uh, that is a solar company, and as you can see, this is a company based out of China, as far as I know. And I don't like to trade Chinese stocks because the Chinese government might decide that uh, solar actually is something that uh, should be free. Let me double check if there's a solar company, uh, if it is a Chinese company. I thought, yep. As you can see, it is in the very, very bottom, you see it. It's headquartered in Shangreo, Shangrao, I probably pronounced this wrong, the People's Republic of China. Other than this, this is a beautiful looking chart. I mean, if this would not be a Chinese company, I would be very, very tempted. Look at this square here. I mean, this is just a rectangle, not really a square, but this is perfect. As you can see, it does show some really nice support here. Uh, around uh, what the 40 level approximately and uh, the puts that are available here is the 39 put for $30 and the 39 uh, put also for the week after that June 23rd so not expiring next week but the week after for $55 that is actually a beautifully looking chart uh, I would still do some fundamental analysis see how they're doing and uh, just going back to Forex Optimizer we do see that there's no dividend yield, but a low PE ratio. So meaning that they're not paying a dividend. Uh, let's take a look at uh, what's happening here in terms of their annual revenue. Um, not bad. I mean, the revenue is growing, as you can see, and they have been profitable. They've been profitable all of the five years. Very, very, very slim profit margin of only uh, less than 1%, uh, three quarters of a percent. So this gives me a little bit of a pause because if anything happens to the company, uh, then suddenly they are no longer profitable, but uh, overall not bad at all. But as we can see, it's headquartered in Shanghai, China. So therefore I stay away from Chinese stocks. Do you remember this, uh, the, the stock that was doing really, really well when the Chinese company, uh, when China suddenly said that education should be free and it was an educational company and uh, that all educational companies should be non-profit companies that company tank. Do you remember the company? If it does, uh, leave, a, leave a comment below and uh, let me know what you think about it. Now we can take a look at Moderna, but let me ask you this. Is this helpful as I'm walking you through the charts and showing you what I'm looking at when I'm deciding whether I want to take a trade or not? Because if it is, do me a favor and give me a like and also give me a like just so that I have more likes than Mark. We have a little bit of friendly competition on there. And uh, so I would appreciate any likes that you could give me. Okay, so let's take a look at Moderna. I'm staying away from Moderna because they're kind of a one trick pony. And you see, uh, because they had the COVID vaccine and I believe that they were one of the first. This is a, a small company uh, going from $100 to $500, 5xing and then going back. So uh, I do know that they probably do a few other things, uh, but uh, they were mainly uh, responsible for the COVID vaccine. And you know that most governments around the world are now kind of phasing out the COVID help because uh, they declare that the pandemic is over. Other than this, other than this, I also would say this is a beautiful looking chart. So just looking at the chart, we are looking at a sideways stock. That's what I'm looking for. Uh, trading here in a range between uh, what I want to say 117 to 200 
And this is where right now the 118 is available for $80 uh, a put. And the, also the 118 put expiring next week is available for $154 per put that you're selling. So overall, this looks like a great chart, a great chart for me. I black flagged it, uh, so meaning that I will never trade it because I'm very, very concerned about this one trick ponies. And uh, we, we can take a, a quick look. See the PE ratio now, uh, a normal, healthy uh, 10.88. They're not paying a dividend. And uh, let's just take a look at their financials here. And we see that uh, the annual statements, look at this. They were operating at a loss in 2018, 2019, 2020. And then, I mean, due to uh, their ability to, to provide a vaccination for COVID, suddenly the revenues jumped up. But look at this, the profits, uh, revenues at $18 billion, profits at $12 billion. And then the next year, the revenue roughly the same, but the profits already going down, right? And this is where I'm a little bit concerned here that uh, going forward, as uh, the world seems to need less COVID vaccines, that they might go back to where they were um, before they may, uh, moved on the map. And again, maybe they're doing some other stuff. If you know anything about Moderna, leave it in the comments. Would appreciate this. But uh, that's what we are looking for here. So uh, this is why right now I don't see anything that's really super convincing. Sometimes I, I look on the aggressive. Sometimes I look on my watch list where I say, okay, what have I traded recently? I've traded GM, but uh, we talked about a GM with the rally this morning, not at a strike price. I traded it at 32, 31, 50 and 31, uh, basically at the lower part of the range. Also beautifully moving sideways chart. I have been trading SU, uh, so Suncor Energy, but this is where I like to sell the 28 puts. Right now, only the 30 put is available. Don't like this. And another one that we kept an eye on this week is uh, MO, the Altria Group, so completely different industry. That's where we are talking about tobacco, but you see that's where if, if I draw a rectangle, there's two rectangles, right? There's one here where we're looking at uh, what uh, range between 44 and 48. And then we have another one that is a little bit lower here where we have a range of what 41 to 46 ish something like this so uh, i would be more comfortable with the strike price of 44 and as you can see the strike price of 45 are available so if uh, altria um with the symbol of mo would dip a little bit more i would get interested in selling puts here expiring next week because as you can see this gives you uh, $56 per option, uh, so 56% annualized. I would like to see this for the 44. Anyhow, so that's what I got for you here this morning. If you find this helpful, give me a like, really appreciate it. If you're new to the channel, so, uh, consider subscribing to the channel. And uh, then we'll see you again next week. Until then, have a great weekend and happy trading. That's what Udly Mark says. I'm saying it for him in his honor. Okay, take care.